0: Welcome to Drone Business Talk, the show where we discuss the business of unmanned aviation. Find out about the latest drone applications and trends as we talk to drone company CEOs, business owners, pilots, and thought leaders to reveal the status of the drone industry. Here is your host, Tom Verbruggen.
1: Welcome to the 17th episode of Drone Business Talk. We're back with our series of the pioneers of the drone industry. And today's guest is Nehemi, who does flight operations at ZipLine in Rwanda. Welcome, Nehemi. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me. Uh, you're very welcome.
1: Um, could you maybe start by introducing um, yourself a little bit?
0: Uh, uh, thank you. Um, I'm Nehemi, as uh, you just said. And uh, I work at ZipLine uh, on the flight operations team. And I've been uh, ZipLine for... Uh, almost a year and a half, and uh, what I do, I focus mainly on maintenance. So um, maintenance of drones, and also maintenance of our ground systems. Uh, since our drones are fixed wings, so we need a launcher and a recovery because we don't have a. Yeah, uh, we can we can land vertically, so uh, we have a launcher and a recovery and. Yeah. uh I do maintenance of our ground systems uh being um, routine and routine uh yeah all kinds of maintenance yeah and also um I'm part of the team that launches the drones and recovers the drones and I'm also a controller so uh, I control drones and talk to the ATC about our um, about our clearance uh, to all right uh, to the yeah.
1: That sounds like a like a very interesting a very interesting job. Um, Zipline is definitely one of the pioneers in the drone industry. Um, I think they they were one of the first to really commercialize um, deliveries of, of of packages with drones. Could you maybe tell tell me a little bit more about um, what it is that Zipline does and how it works? Because it it has a very special um, launching and, and retrieving system. Um and what, what the idea is behind Zipline.
0: All right. Uh so uh Zipline uh delivers medical medical supplies such as blood and uh, other medical uh goods uh to remote or hard-to-reach areas in Rwanda, in Ghana, in Nigeria, and uh, soon to be Côte d'Ivoire or Ivory Coast. Um also Zipline uh started um uh, operations in the US as well, uh, with a, uh, with a partnership uh, with Walmart, and uh, we're going to be soon uh, starting in Japan. So um, basically, uh, uh, we've been in the business for five years now. Uh, Rwanda was actually like the first, first delivery site. Uh, in Rwanda, we have two, we have two delivery, uh, we have two uh, sites one in the south of the country and another in the east, eastern part of the country. So just to cover the whole country. Um, well, um, that's what we do basically. So we, we serve uh, in Rwanda, we serve around 380 health facilities. Um, so we send emergency, we, we, we deliver emergency deliveries such as blood, um uh, for example, if a uh, uh, mother is giving birth to her child and he's out of blood, so we we can deliver the the, the product in less than fifteen minutes depending on where depending on where uh, the, the health facility is. So um so our drones um, we can uh, we can fly in a range of eighty kilometers, that's the radius. 80 kilometers, but uh, like the distance, the total distance uh, is 210 kilometers. That's what we can do. Um, our batteries can resist up to two two to three hours. So uh, for example, in Rwanda, uh, I think the the farther health facilities we go to, uh, it takes 45 minutes to go and other 45 minutes to, to come back. So yeah, basically that's, that's what Zipline does. Alice maybe you have uh other questions i'm happy to answer
1: yeah absolutely um i think i, w- I was watching i was, sh- was sh- watching some videos about what zipline does um and what surprised me or what i what i hadn't seen before is is the launching and retrieving system um why why did you guys go with uh, with the hook and the and the and the string to to retract the drones
0: well um since our, our dcs are built on a very uh, not very big compound, so we don't have the even our drones don't have wheels so we need we need we need to launch them in the air to catch that speed but also we need to retrieve them because how else would we because we we cannot land vertically so yeah um so we have a system um, we have a system built by engineers um and we i mean if you if you've seen the 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 video that that's the second generation of the retrieving system i think the first was to kind of land on a mat on a big uh, inflammable mat and now we're using turbo so yeah um we keep we keep on um improving and thinking of uh, better ways to kind of um do our operations but uh as as of right now um we're using the tollbo and it's been uh, it's been quite quite uh um, been quite good so we think it's going to be there for quite some okay. time yeah
1: right that, that's that's very good um so you you do maintenance um at at zipline how many drones are there at the at the base where you are where you're working
0: yeah um well uh it depends but uh, like at muhanga right now so uh, i i work at muhanga because we have I told you that we have two DCs. We have the southern part, which is Muhanga, and we have the eastern part, which is Kayonza. So I work at Muhanga. So Muhanga, right now, we have twenty about twenty five drones. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Muhanga is really close to Kigali, right?
0: Right. Uh, it's a uh, an hour drive from Kigali. Okay. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. It it, it looks close from the map than, than an hour yeah. drive. All right. Um. And how how did you get into into this job? What what what
0: made you think like hey this is this is what I want to do well um I uh, I did mechanical engineering back in college and so one of my colleagues uh was working uh I graduated in 2019 so zipline was in Rwanda for like almost two years two years three years and then yeah, I heard about zipline and I didn't know much about it because at the time it wasn't like very um, very known amongst amongst Rwandans. And I had a colleague, I had a colleague who who worked there, and he said, "Hey, you should you know you should come join us because I had interest. Like at first, I had interest um, about you know uh, aerospace, aerospace engineering because that's what I wanted to do." Uh, during my masters, and I was like, "Yeah, uh, let me give it a try." And then I applied, and yeah, I got in. And then yeah, it was it's exciting.
1: Absolutely. Um, one one of the really cool things that that zipline does is one of the only operators, I think, in the world is is a lot of autonomous flights. Um, how does that work with the airspace in Rwanda? How does that work with the other uh, aircrafts in in the airspace?
0: Yeah, well, um, so um, before every flight, uh, we have to request clearance to the ATC. So we have designed the system. We have designed a, an application we use. Um, so we use the application to request for clearance and then we give them the, the application. So it, it only takes like seconds, not even a minute to request clearance. We can also talk to, to, to the pilots of the helicopters. Um, uh, we use our VHF radio to communicate with them. So when they are in, maybe they're going to use the, the route and they're going to, to go to maybe two places we serve, they talk to us and then we can, we can communicate maybe, uh, like communicate the altitude, maybe, uh, fly higher than these fly higher than this. So, um, it's really because our drones fly within, um, 400 feet from the ground. So it's not really that high, but we can, but still we, we, we do communicate with the pilots mm. as well as the ATC.
1: And have you, have you ever had any accidents or is it, because I can imagine that it's, it's a very safe system, right? If it's, if
0: it's a no, um, uh, no, we haven't had, we haven't had any accidents, um, so uh we're working on something that is called detect and avoid. Mm-hmm. So though we haven't had any accidents but we want to make our systems much safer. So the detect and avoid is going to be released uh very soon. So the drone can detect um detect an intruder and then do the maneuvers to kind of get away from there and it's going to be automatic. In that way it's going to be much safer. Um, though today we're using um, uh, communication a lot of communications and that's been very helpful so uh, in all five years the zipline has been operating in rwanda it hasn't been any any accidents
1: right okay i think that that speaks for itself then um (laughs) so obviously it's it's all um it's all autonomous um do you think that there is a big future for drone pilots who are getting licensed then now?
0: Well, um, I haven't had an opportunity to work uh, to other uh, drone companies, but I think ZipLine is like a little bit different because we we don't really use these uh, licenses of ZipLine. We have our own trainings. Uh, we have this um, ZipLine Academy. So as soon as you get into the company you're gonna be through uh, you're gonna go through um a lot of a lot of trainings to help you know how to handle zipline drones just only like zipline drones yeah so it, it's not like it's not like you gotta be trained to deal with all kinds of drones so it's specifically zipline drones and i think it's like a little bit different from other drones so yeah um about the future of drone business, uh, I think it's gonna be automated because um, because of what zipline. Because we have we have um, the the GIS technicians who design like routes, and it has it has been helpful. So and it, they do it like very quickly. You they can they can walk on a route for only one day. So. And it's much, much efficient than just doing it manually. So I think the future is going to be automated. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so as well.
1: Um, so, um, yeah, one, one of the other things that I wanted to ask is, what is what is the most challenging part of your job that you have to do today?
0: All right. Uh, so um, the most challenging part is... Um, uh, is so we have this um, we we have this call of having at least ninety nine percent of uptime of our systems so that means we all have to have a lot of downtimes and for example if we're dealing with a failure some kind of a failure on our systems, the challenging part is how are we going to do this um, very fast, but then we do it very good. So we're trying to cut the time because we want to serve our customers. Um, We don't want to disappoint our customers, say maybe the DC is down for an hour. Though you needed something in 15 minutes, we cannot deliver. So that's the challenging part of my job. So how do we schedule maintenance? How do we do it fast so that we can Keep on serving our customers. So far, that is at least uh, at least um, according to my job, that is the most challenging part. I can
1: imagine. Um, I can imagine that you need a lot of structure and a lot of scheduling in order to make sure that That's everything good. is correct. Um, what tools do you use to to make sure that everything is scheduled and planned correctly?
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we use a lot of tools. We use a lot of mechanics and electronics tools. I think you can see behind my back, um, have a lot of tools, have a lot of spanners. Yeah. That's definitely what we use. Yeah. Mechanical tools. Yeah. Um, and,
1: and maybe a little bit more of a broad question, um, but where do you see zipline evolving to over the next years? Do you think it's going to be become a worldwide business, like more worldwide than it already is? Um, or do you think that it is? It can be very specific to to countries, um, because I don't think that they're active in Europe. Um, yeah. Do you think they're going to get worldwide, or is it going to be very depending on the market, and um, where they want to enter?
0: Well, um, I think uh, plan is going to be, well, uh, maybe it's some some parts of the the some parts of the world. Uh, don't need it yet, but um, if we if we're talking about Africa, we're talking about Asia and Latin America. That's um, where Zipline is looking forward to get in, into the market with it. But then the long-term goal is, at some point, Zipline is going to be not only doing um, in, not only in a medical in a, in a medical industry. Is going to be delivering something else, but that's a long time. It's a long time ago. So, um, as we are improving, we are designing. Uh, we are working on other kinds of vehicles uh, that are different for from what what we are using right now, and maybe those vehicles are going to be able to walk in cities, deliver maybe at someone's at someone's front front yard, and so the bigger the bigger goal is that zipline is going to be worldwide. Um, well, I myself I, I don't know when is that gonna happen, but that's part of the big goal of the company as a uh, as a whole. So the bigger goal is zipline is going to be a worldwide company, starting with the countries that are kind of um, developing.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely big. Be- Probably because there's the biggest need there to have support um, yeah. because of bad roads and and stuff like that, right? Definitely, definitely. And and where do you see yourself? Like, what what would be the ultimate dream for yourself um, to do within the drone industry?
0: Well, uh, um, the 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 bigger the biggest goal for me and in, in Zipline is is from is for me to grow uh, professionally. So. I see myself uh, maybe joining the engineering team, designing these drones, not maintaining them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the, that's the bigger goal for me.
1: Yeah. Because that probably is a little bit closer to what you studied, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, When, when you're not doing anything with drones, um, what do you like to do for hobbies?
0: Well, uh, for hobbies, I, uh, I go, uh, I like swimming (laughs) And and I ride the bike. You know, and right, sometimes okay. I do watch movies and read some books. Yeah. All right. Um
1: is there anything that, that you want to talk about um on, on the podcast today?
0: Well, um I think that's it, but I want to ask you a question. Uh you said you work for I really didn't catch you your like what you do. I really didn't catch it like very well. So if you if you don't mind, maybe all right, yeah, sure. Yeah um so it's it's a company
1: called um itronect um and what we do is we we deliver a system to to drone operators that they can use to manage their um their drone business um so they can um do the pre-flight planning and check the airspaces, to checklists, also schedule maintenance to safety reports um safety management, risk assessments, logbooks. so all that stuff is combined into a platform. Um, as I'm sure you guys at ZipLine use something very similar or have something very similar to that, right? Right. So that's it, that's it a little bit what we do.
0: Interesting, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so uh, have you, uh, you've been doing like these um, podcasts for a while now?
1: Yeah, so I, I started the podcast um last year, I think. Yeah, last year. And... Um, What, why I started it is because um, usually when when I was talking to people, I I was just trying to build out my network um, within Africa, Um, and we we always had these nice conversations, and it was always very interesting what people had to tell because every story is very different, and every market in every country is also very different. And then every time I thought, okay, nice, but this is this is a really cool story, and then after a couple of weeks, I was like, okay, I should just start recording them and um and and just um yeah publish them as a podcast um what is actually very interesting to me is that the african market um is a lot more developed compared to the, the european market when it comes down to drone business um so that's why i started focusing on on the african market because. Yeah, we we don't have delivery packages or big fixed wing drones flying around Europe. Um, That's something that that you can see in Africa, but but not really anywhere else.
0: Yeah. Um, What do you think? What do you think is that?
1: Um, I think it has a couple of reasons. Um, First of all, um, because of how the country is um, here in Belgium, for example. everything is really close together and there's a lot of big cities Um, so there's not really a lot of space between the different um, parts Um, whereas compared to africa it's often it can take you a couple of hours to go from one city to another city Um, and the roads aren't always that good or isn't that safe or things like that but compared to belgium in a couple of hours you can drive from the top to the bottom and halfway back Um, So that's why there isn't much um, potential in the Belgian market yet. Yet it can definitely come as there is in the African market. And I think also because um, I think I feel like in the African culture, um, people are a lot more excited and have a lot more energy to go into it and to just start doing it while in Belgium or in Europe. Everyone is a little bit more careful and is a little bit more scared definitely a lot more scared about drones and safety and privacy yeah. and all that stuff. While I feel like in Africa, there's definitely a lot of room for safety. Um, but people rather just go do it instead of waiting and, and being scared.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um,
1: Nehemi, I think, um, I think that's it for the podcast. Um, thank you so much for joining me. You're uh, welcome. It, it was uh, very nice meeting you. Um and I'll see you next time. All right. Uh don't hesitate to contact me.